0: Well, thank you so much for coming today. I'm really excited to uh, get to finish strong this year. We're, next time we meet will be 2022. I'll see you guys next year. So um, that was good. You guys didn't even pick up on that. You're, or you don't care, one or the other. You're just so, just please move forward. Okay. So yeah, we uh, will be finishing strong this year. And so as a as a good story of finishing strong, what I'd like to talk to you guys about is a race, a marathon. Have you guys ever ran a marathon? Raise your hand if you've ran a marathon. Very cool. All right. Very cool. Good job. You guys ever ran a 5K? Anybody in the room? 5Ks? All right. Good. 2K. Pub crawl. You guys done pub crawl. All right. Good job. Um. <laughs> We're going to be talking about marathons today and how we can finish strong whatever God puts in front of us, whatever that race is. And uh, I've ran five marathons over the years and have had the experience of running Niagara Falls Marathon, which is amazing. You end at Niagara Falls. You start off in New York and you end in Canada. It's great, eh? And um, it's just... (laughs) It's really good, it's a good race. And so uh, but I've, I've ran other marathons. The first marathon that I ran was uh, uh, the Quad City Marathon. And then I tried a marathon in July. And in, the one in July, it was really hot. And so the medics were driving up and down the trail that we were running, and they actually drove past me. And then they did a U-turn and came back and said, hey, can you stop for a second? I'm like, yeah, I would love to. This is mile marker 23 of 26 miles. And they said, hey, can you, are you feeling okay? And I said, yeah. I mean, is it supposed to feel like I'm running in a tunnel or, <laughs> because it did. And they said, come have a seat on the, on the gator. And so I had a seat and they gave me fluids and they're like, yeah, we had advised you just to, you know, finish now. Like, so I rode across the finish line on a gator, 23 of 26 miles. Yeah, it wasn't great. The Quad City Marathon was the first race that I ran. I, I trained with a guy named Adam, and he was a runner. I mean, he, he like, ran in college. He was skinny. He was younger than me. He was fast. And I'm not any of those things. And so uh, we got to the Quad City Marathon, and he just took off, guys, just took off and uh, hit mile marker 10, and my left leg started cramping up because I'm trying so hard to be as fast as Adam, and I can't catch him. Like, he's gone. And my left leg cramps up, and I make it the mile marker 13 and trip over one of those strips that keeps your time. I tripped over and did a complete somersault and hit my face. And all these people are cheering, and then all of a sudden they see me on the ground like, oh, are you okay? Like, oh, I'm good. You know, keep, keep running. I'll go cry. And so... Uh, Made it to mile marker 20, and I was doing so bad in the race that I saw that I could cross this parking lot, and there's the finish line, and I don't <laughs> got to do the other six miles. And so guess what I did? I did that. <laughs> it was such a bad race. I was so defeated. And so I run across the finish line, everybody's cheering. And I, th- and I was just trying to tell them, no, I didn't finish the race. I'm cheating. Like, I'm cheating right now. And um, so, yeah, I've ran, I've ran five marathons, but I've only ran, you know, only completed three of the five. You want to finish strong things that you do, don't you? You want to complete things that are set in front of you, the tasks that are ahead of you. You want to you complete them and, and work really hard at what God has for your life. It's a, it's a great goal to have. And so, um, today, I want to talk to you guys about how Paul finished strong. We're ending the book of Acts, and in Acts, you you see that Paul kind of takes on the, the entire book. He makes about halfway. You make it halfway through the book of Acts, and then all of a sudden, Paul hits the scene, and then the book just goes, oh, let's follow Paul around, because this is amazing, and so they just follow Paul, but you see Paul's life and the obstacles that he faced constantly and the challenges that he faced, but he finally makes it to his destination, which was Rome, He was there in Rome to actually present the gospel to the people of Rome, and he is able to share the gospel with them. His entire journey has been sharing the gospel with people that didn't want to hear it. So, of course, in Rome, what do you think he's going to face? A bunch of people that don't want to hear what he has to say. And I don't know if you've been around, but at the very beginning of this year, we went through Jeremiah. And in Jeremiah, you saw that Jeremiah had the same exact obstacles, sharing that God wants you to be a part of his life, that he wants you to be his people. And people just pushed Jeremiah away. They didn't want to hear what he had to say. And so you pick it up with Paul and it's like, it's exactly the same thing. The Bible is full of people trying to share the amazing, simple gospel of God and religion constantly got in the way. Like that's what it's full of. And so here's Paul, he finally makes it to Rome. He's imprisoned for sharing the gospel, but he has a group of people there that are collectively there to um, to hear what he has to say, and he gets to give his final address. And so that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to end the book of Acts, and it's Acts twenty-eight. We're going to be looking at Acts twenty-eight, twenty-two through twenty. I'm sorry, Acts 20, twenty-eight, twenty-five through twenty-nine. So let's go ahead and turn there. I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then we'll jump right in. You Guys, ready to finish Acts? Good. It's been an amazing journey. So God, we thank you so much for this uh, this opportunity to just gather together, to to be in your presence, to worship you. And Lord, um, we just invite you to open up our ears and our eyes and our in our hearts to what it is that you want to say. For each one of us in this room, Lord, we all want to finish strong. Whatever it is that's in front of us, the the um, the. Op- the, uh, the challenges we face, the, the things that you've called us to, Lord, would you just build in us as we see how Paul finishes so strong, would you just build that within us? Would you make our feet uh, planted in concrete to the things that you've called us to? Lord, I just choose to get out of your way, come Holy Spirit, and just fill up this message with your presence and your power. Speak directly to our hearts. You know what it is that we need to hear. Have your way. Yeah, just use me as a mouthpiece, Lord, for for goodness and, and encouragement for all of us in this room and listening online. Amen. Amen. Acts 28, 25, Paul's final address. So he has a group of people there and as a uh, you may have noticed throughout every single time that he had a group of religious people around him, they tend to disagree. So they disagreed among themselves and began to leave Paul, leave after Paul had made his final statement. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth to your ancestors when he said through, the Isaiah, through Isaiah the prophet, go to this people and say, you will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this is people's heart has for this people's heart has become callous. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and churn, and I would heal them. How simple that is. We just believe in Jesus Christ and completely life transformed. And so this is Paul's final address to people. And so he he ends it with this. Therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will listen. I've tried time and time again. I've went to every single one of your synagogues. I've traveled from town to town to town to try to present this amazing gospel. And Paul's presenting this gospel that Jesus Christ is the only way and they never listened, never listened. Some people would, but so many people are caught up in religion that, oh no, for God to actually accept me, I must do these things. And Paul's, Paul's trying to tell them that there's forgiveness in Jesus Christ and he just loves and accepts you because he loves and accepts you. And they could never hear it. And so Paul says, that's fine. Now the gospel is for the Gentiles. It's for Everyone. The gospel is for all people. Anyone that will believe the gospel is for them. Town after town, people wouldn't want to listen to Paul. They actually mocked him, stoned him, threw him outside of the city, left him for dead. They didn't want to hear what Paul had to say. And so I wonder, I don't know about you guys, but when I read the Bible, I read this as truth, and I read this as these are real people walking through real life, and those challenges that they faced were real. And so I wonder, how do you do that, Paul? How do you just keep going when everything is an obstacle, and nobody wants to hear what you have to say? How do you do it? Have you guys, are you have you faced anything challenging this year? Go ahead and raise your hand. I just now look around the room. Go ahead. If you face some challenges, some serious challenges this year, you're not alone, right? We've all faced a lot of challenges. We faced them last year, we faced them this year, and guess what? You might face some challenges next year. (laughs) Let's be real. How do you do that? How do you keep going? How do you not throw in the towel? This is what God has called me to. These are the directions that the Lord has for my life. How do I keep doing this over and over? Obedience in the same direction. That is what discipleship is. It's constantly surrendering our hearts and our lives over to God over and over and over again. How do you do this, Paul? Paul? And so I was studying this week on how Paul did this. And I came across this verse that Paul said. It's in Acts 20, 22 through 24. It says, And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. This is Paul speaking I'm going to Jerusalem. I don't know what's going to happen to me there. I know what's happening at every other city I've went to, but I know I'm going to Jerusalem not knowing exactly what's happening to me there. I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. Then just quit, Paul. (laughs) You know, stop going to other cities. Get comfortable. Buy a Lazy Boy. Get Netflix. What are you doing But he can't. He can't quit. He can't be comfortable. He can't just throw in the towel and like, man, that's for somebody else. This is way too hard for me. He can't quit. And the reason is this is because of verse 24. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord has given me the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. I can't get comfortable. I can't just throw in the towel because people need to know about the amazing love and transformation of Jesus Christ. And so Paul devotes his entire life to this marathon of people knowing God's grace, even when they didn't want to hear it. That's hard, isn't it? Talk about a marathon. Just keep running. Paul devotes his entire life to this passage. That people may know the amazing love of Jesus Christ. And God has grace for us. The last song that I ever wrote was, was called, I'll risk it all some parts of me is like, man, why did I write that song? But what else is there? It's what Jesus calls us to, and then everything else feels so meaningless in time. The words were, I'll risk it all that they may see your glory. I'll risk it all that they may see your face. Because Jesus, you're all that matters. Jesus, you're all that matters and it completely transformed my heart because that's a prayer that's scary. <laughs> yeah, okay, God, I'll, I'll just surrender everything. Like, I consider my life meaningless without you in it, without your direction, without you leading and guiding me. I'll risk it all, put it all on the line. How many of you are excited that God has not called you to Paul's journey? right? But the other part of that is God has called you to your journey. He's called you in every single one of us. Everyone that follows Jesus means Jesus is in front of us and we are following. Jesus is always challenging. This Jesus that brings us comfort and puts us in a state of comfort is something that we, we idolize, but man, a lot of times that's not Jesus. That's comfort. Jesus is always calling us into more, surrendering more. It says, He must increase and I must decrease. So it's like more Jesus inside of me means less of me. And so this is Paul's entire journey, of just running this race. I'm gonna choose Jesus over everything. Whatever he calls me to, even the uncomfortable, I'm gonna run that way. I'm gonna keep running. And so as we discover that going into next year and ending this year, there's races that we're all running that God's called us into. Maybe you're a parent. That's a race and that's a marathon, right? Can I get an amen? Maybe you're in a marriage. That's a marathon, right? Maybe you're just always there for your friends. That's a marathon. So God's called us into these things. And so um, I would love to just share three different, three different ways that Paul continued his journey that you can see in the book of Acts. The first one is this. is Paul celebrated the small victories to run a marathon, to finish strong, you gotta celebrate small victories in life. I know we're always dreaming about what's next, retirement. Oh boy, it's only three years away. Yeah, but what about this year? What did God do this year? What's he doing right now? Three years away, retirement, that sounds fun, right? Small uh, The small victory. So Paul always had a group of people that he was able to come back. They would rejoice. God was doing amazing things in different cities. And they would celebrate. There was joy in the city. When Paul would come to the cities, that God was moving in a mighty way. And the Holy Spirit was moving in a mighty way. So not all of Paul's life was like... Was a pain, but he actually was able to take opportunities to celebrate. And so, when you have an opportunity to celebrate something, celebrate it in that moment. Like, take that moment. What did you complete in 2021 this year? In this year, what did you complete? Did you start the year off married and the end the year married? Good job. Celebrate that. You know, it's good work. Did you finish a, a school? Did you maybe some of you gotten out of a season? There was a certain season of your life. You're like, "Wow, I have really finished that season. I'm off to the next season." Celebrate that. Did you start at a place that you work at today, at the beginning of the year? Celebrate that. Smell, sell, smell, smell, small victories. <laughs> Celebrate them. In a marathon, there's always mile markers. You have the four, then you have the eight, and then you have the 10, then you have the 13, then you have the 15, then you have the 23. Each one of those is a way to celebrate small victories. Just keep running. So I'd invite you this week, just think of what the Lord's completed this year. You know, what are some small victories that you have? Did your 2000 or your 03 PT Cruiser make it this year all the way through? Celebrate the small victories. God, you've been so faithful. You've been so faithful to me. Celebrate those. Just invite you to do that this year before the end of the year remember what the Lord's done. So celebrating small victories. The other thing is this, is run your race the race that God has for you, the race that the Lord has put you in front of, the job that he has, the relationships that you're in, the, 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 the opportunities that he's given you, the people that are right in front of you run your race. Paul didn't get hung up on Peter doing these amazing things and coming out of the gate, like healing people and, and, you know, revival happening. I could see Paul going, oh, geez, I wish I was way more like Peter, because Peter's a rock star. And here I am going from town to town with 20 people, and they all don't like me. And, you know, Peter's got the church, and, like, he's got all these amazing things. But Paul ran his race. He wasn't worried and concerned about what Peter was doing. He was concerned about what God had called him to. And so, so many times, I think with social media, we're looking at everybody else's race and we've forgotten that God has called us to a race. And we're so concerned with, oh man, they're getting all the things I wish I had. They have a PT Cruiser too. and you know, like, We're so concerned with other people's race. But God's called us to a race and it's the race that we're to run. Run strong, run hard, what God has called you to. When I ran that race with Adam, it killed me that Adam took off and he was that much faster. He didn't do any of that in our practicing. He took off, guys. Adam's a runner, I'm not. And I mean, he took off, his legs are all long, like, what are you doing? And I was defeated by mile marker four because I envisioned me and Adam crossing the finish line together, but that wasn't my race. Adam had his race and I had my race. My race was to complete the race, not cut corners and go across the parking lot. Guys, a guy in a banana suit passed me up. He did. He was wearing a full banana suit with the, I mean, the top of his head. It, it defeated my race. I was so concerned with not being able the beat the banana suit guy. I wanted to trip him. Banana split. But it's life, isn't it? Run our race. This is what God has for us. This is This is what he's invited me into. I'm gonna raise these kids the best that I can. Our family may not look like that family. And that's okay, because that's your family. God's called you to this family. Run your race. The last thing is this is run in packs. Stick to a pack. Get in a tribe. Getting a group of people that are also moving forward. To run in, a, run in a pack in a marathon, there's always somebody holding a stick that has the time that they're finishing the race. So like you wanna finish in four hours or somebody that's holding the stick that says four hours and then guess what will be around them? Like 25 people that are staying right there. And I'm telling you this, that you can run at a great pace and you can run further with a pack of people than you can on your own we were not called to run alone. That's why God created the body of Christ, which is this. Run in a pack. I see Paul, and like, Paul is a rock star, was able to push through so much. He always had Timothy, he always had Silas, he always had Barnabas, he always had the church. He ran in a pack. Jesus had the 12 disciples. And he had three really close friends. If Jesus needed a group of people to run with, we probably do too. So run in packs. The invite for that is, you know, as you're evaluating next year and you're thinking, man, I I, I could really use some help and some support, or I could really help support some people. I would love to just be that for people. We have community groups. If you're thinking, well, I don't know if I have time in my schedule, if I could rearrange things. Can I just say, you can. I'll give you the freedom today. Have the freedom. Look at your calendar and get some of those things that are on the calendar that are kind of meaningless, off, if you can make that happen. And come to a community. Be a part of a path. Get, get in front of a group of people and be real and honest. It's amazing what happens in that. Another way to do that is is to be on an impact team, to be on a team at this church. You can do that by filling out the connection card, greeting people at the door, helping in sound, uh, helping with coffee, helping with kids. It's a great way to be a part of a team. It's a pack. I just invite you to just pray about that next next week as you're thinking, you know what, 2022, I think I'm going to do some of this stuff. Consider that. Yeah, so three things, can you put them up here on the screen? Celebrate some, celebrate the victories, run our race, and run in packs. Three ways that we can apply the entire book of Acts and Paul's journey to our life. I'm going to go ahead and just pray for us. And uh, yeah, just... Love to just spend a couple of moments and just letting the Lord just reveal some victories that he's done this year in you. Um, really quickly, you know, I uh, forgot to mention, as a church, collectively, we've had victory after victory this year. I can't, I can't express how faithful God has been to this church. Uh, we've had over 20 people get baptized this year. Uh, We started off with just having two or three people signed up, and then the the water just kept coming, and people were just getting baptized the entire year, and I see more of that for next year, but I'm celebrating what God did this year. He He did amazing things in people's lives. I've seen so many people healed physically and also emotionally and spiritually. We've had a lot of that. We've had over 30 people start following Jesus for the very first time this year. Yeah. When we uh, moved from the YMCA, because at the beginning of last year, we had just moved in here. And so when we had moved from the YMCA, downtown Davenport, to over here, we had about 35 devoted people that made it through COVID with this church. Uh, Last week, we had probably about 230 some people that came to the three services we had. You know, so God has just exploded on this church with his presence and his power. Um, City Kids was like a group of four or five kids on an average basis. You know, it's grown 75% this year. I mean, God's just done so many amazing things in this church. I just see so much more to come, and so it's hard to grasp what God has already done that I'm always dreaming about what's next. But can we just give God a a clap just to give him praise for what he's done this year? (laughs) Amen. it's been good to us, guys. So I'm gonna go ahead and pray for us. I'm just gonna bless you guys and just, um, just an amazing week and encounter with God this week as you look at next year and celebrate victories from this year. Come Holy Spirit. Yeah, just speak to each one of our hearts in this room. Oh man, I just just thank you for mountains that you've moved in each one of these people's lives, Lord. I've just seen so many mountains move that seemed like gigantic obstacles at the beginning of this year, and you just completely made the way. And so, Lord, we just celebrate that. We thank you for what you've done in each one of our lives, the the hearts that have been transformed, the brand new lives, the brand new resurrection power of, of um, your healing power and physical knees being healed, hips being healed, backs being healed, necks being healed. Lord, we thank you for that. And we also thank you for emotional and spiritual healing. So many people coming in oppressed and just the pressure and the stress of this world and leaving changed and completely relieved and having the peace of God. So Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for what you've done in this, in this church and what you've done in our lives. You're so good to us. Just pray a blessing on each person's household that's in this room. Lord, just more of that. More of you, Jesus. Just pray for strength for some of us that, that have been um, kind of looking to the left and the right of what others are doing. And Lord, would you give us strength to keep our focus on the prize of finishing the race that you've called us to? So I just want to pray a special blessing on all parents that are here. Um, just, just an encouragement. You have done such a great job this year. Well done, my good and faithful servants. You've you just done such a great job. So if you've raised kids this year, and, and it's just been in the back of your mind, I don't know if I'm doing a good job. I just want you to hear directly from um, God's heart for you. Is You are just doing such a great job. He's so proud of you. bless you. Lord, I just pray a blessing over each person's house uh, this, this week as we um, come to an end of a season, to the end of a year, and uh, consider what, what we're going to do next year and the decisions that we want to um, prioritize. Lord, that um, you would just be in the center of all those conversations. We devote our hearts to you, Jesus. Have your way. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Hey guys, let's uh, end our with our passage that we love to end with every single week. Would you stand up and let's just go ahead and read this? Ready? Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I have given you. And be sure of this, that I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Jesus always with us. Be blessed, guys. Have an awesome week. Hope to see you next year.